which I've been keeping up my sleeve because I really wanted to drop it as a bombshell, that I had ordered a Cybertruck. Wait, wait. Let me just pick, pick my jaw off the floor. Now, we've all seen the videos, right? We've yeah, all yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. videos. And I just, you know the... I'm sorry, that's just throwing me. Because, what, so first, tell us, explain. So you put it down, and what happened when they sent it back to you saying, no, thanks for no thanks? They're not going to make them in right-hand drive. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to Porsche Talk Podcast. G'day, Ajmal. It's been a while. We've just heard the king to tell us all where you've recently been. I have been to Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Um, do you know it's the longest flight I've ever been on? I remember you saying it was going to be. Yeah, I know you could answer the shops for that longer than that, but uh, <laughs> but it's, 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 ten hours is a long time, and it it's fine going there. On the way back, it kind of messed me up, and it didn't help that I went out on a massive night out the night before I was due to come back. Yeah, that wouldn't help. So I got yeah, so I got back to where I was staying at like five a.m. And then to be up really early to go to meetings because I had a packed day on my last day. So And then I don't sleep on planes. So I effectively missed two nights of sleep. So you came back as dad of the year? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I can't, I can't you know, fakes being alert for Friday back. Because I landed, I left there at 10 p.m. and I landed here at 4 p.m. And I kind of faked it until my kids went to bed. And then boom, and then I hit the wall. But I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't. I had to stay awake till 10 p.m. because I thought, oh, no, I'll completely mess things up. But um, I was kind of okay. And then, you know, so by about 4.30, you, you're kind of mid-sentence. And you feel like if I close my eyes, I would literally just fall asleep. Well, I I, I would not be surprised if a, a glass of uh, Prosecco or something would have assisted that boss you're waiting to go to bed that night. Yes. Yes, that is true. Um, and. Anyway, tell me how things are with you, because there's there's a lot to digest about being. We've, we've got a lot to unpack here, don't America. we? <laughs> yeah, yes. Looked, it's, it's look, life's going dandy here in uh, our summer here in Perth. It's hasn't been too ridiculously hot. It's been uh, windy as buggery, but WA does stand for windy always, not Western Australia. So it is this time of the year, and that's what we get. I've got tons of car content here to talk to you about. However, I'm more interested in your adventure and what that entailed. The tell me, you were away for ten days, seven days, something like that. Is that right? Uh, Friday to Friday. Ah, full so, week. Okay, seven full days there. Yeah, sure. Now, um, the girls miss you. Yeah, they were they were amazing. Met me at the airport. It was just absolutely adorable. And when you when you're so far away from home. You know that first FaceTime you have with your children and you know it's like you're six days before you actually see them face to face. And it didn't help that my four-year-old had just been to another kid's, like a kid's party, high as a kite on sugar or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just appeared on screen with like stickers all over her face and like completely bouncing off the walls. And and I just thought, oh my God, that this is harder than I thought. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a really, really good to be back. But the, the the trip was just yeah. Did you try to replicate you, the film The Hangover? 
No, I did not. But have you um have you have you been to Vegas? Yeah, I was in Vegas during the American trip just recently. And yeah, but how long was there? In, oh, that was just a two-nighter. But I've been in '98. I was there for five days, uh, which was pre the film The Hangover, and it was as untidy as that. Except it didn't involve Mike Tyson or a tiger. But it was a pretty scrappy trip, right? It was a boys' trip, and yeah, it was. That's what that was, and uh, so I'm relatively familiar with how. Uh, untidy you can uh, get in that town well it was for me it's a real assault on the senses right when you get there and sure. everyone and everyone says it's a two-day town right if you're going there for just recreation two days is the max but because i was there for a convention the hard the, the real thing that got me was when you get there and people are smoking indoors yeah that's amazing isn't it you know, and and the weird thing is that they're pumping something through the air conditioning to try and disguise the smell of it, which kind of combines with the cigarette smell and makes it worse. It's yeah. like a soapy kind of smell. It's like a, it's like when someone and, uses an air freshener in their car to disguise the fact they smoke in it. It's that smell, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly it. And it was, and because the the, the convention I was at, it was kind of sixty thousand people were there, and <laughs> it spread over such a big. Uh, distance and my my diary was managed by somebody in the UK so I would go to these meetings during the day and one of them would come out of and I'd get a message saying right you now need to be at this person to meet this place to meet some other person and I'd be like dude that's fucking miles away like I mean that's like a you know I've literally got to run 35 minutes to get to this place <laughs> and not only that you're running through only indoors in casinos. Yes, yes. You're not not going outside. And even when you think you're outside, you're not. The sky is fake. Yeah. <laughs> you know the was the main handway, was the main convention center. Was that the one that's bolted onto the side of the Venetian? Is that where you were? Well, it was yes. It yeah, was the Venetian that, was the, the main bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was where I went to a convention in 98, which was the token uh, reason for actually a boy's trip to Vegas. Well, I mean, for me, it was kind of the opposite. It was, you know, I had a lot packed in work-wise. Um, so the the days from 9 till about 4.30 were really packed, unless, you know, I was meeting somebody later in the day, so we'd go and be in a bar or something at 3 o'clock. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it was, I remember I was there for two hours because I got there on Friday night at something like 8 p.m. And I thought, right, I've got to stay awake. And, you know, you go, I'll just walk to a bar. But, you know, you're in a casino and you just go, I'm walking for miles and I still haven't found a bar that isn't in a casino. I, can't, I don't even know how to get out. It's like Ikea, you know, where, where they <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. don't let you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it, but you instantly realize that, you know, your, your eyes are drying out, your lips are drying out, your throat's sore just because it's so different. You know, you don't leave, you don't go outside. And I... And also, it's the the gambling nature because it doesn't even feel like you're in America. You know, I've been once before a long time ago, but I went to New York, which is a completely different thing. I get that, but you know, in New York is like London, is like being you know in Sydney, Paris, Madrid, Rome, whatever it might be. You come out Not of Vegas, a, a building. Yeah, you come out of a building, and you can just go left. Oh, there's a nice bar. There's a coffee shop. There's a restaurant. There's an art gallery. There's like tons of stuff you can do in those places. Not in Vegas. But here, it's. 
Yeah, if you if you don't gamble, you struggle to find something to do unless you're going to the Grand Canyon or you're going to the Sphere or something like that. So um, it was, but I mean, I met some interesting people. But on one of the Uber drivers, because I got around on Uber, I said to him, like, you know, I wouldn't mind going to a bar. I was with a colleague. We wouldn't mind going to a bar where there's just you know Americans, right? Because everywhere you go, there's people from the convention yeah, wearing yeah. their lanyards, and you go right. So he went okay. So he took us straight to a strip club, um, and I went, <laughs> and I went no, I don't want to go to a strip club. And it was obvious he was on a mission or something because he insisted that we go in there. And I went, I'm not going in. <laughs> then he took us somewhere <laughs> quite far out away from the strip, and. When he pulled up outside and I looked at it and I thought, oh, that looks like, you know, it's something out of Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to my colleague, when you wait there, I'm going to go in and have a look and check out what's happening. I go in there, I must have been in there five minutes. I came back and I went, no, we're going to get shot in there. Let's, let's just go back to it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Vegas isn't a great town once you actually physically leave the strip. And yeah. It's not that great a town on the strip. So, you know, combined these two things, it's uh, – I had to go suburbia Vegas when we were there because I had to replace a tyre on the hire car we had. So I had to go to a a, um, a tyre repair place that was five, eight-minute drive away from the strip, you know. So, But, look, the traffic infrastructure around Vegas is impressive, but, you know, with regards to the freeways and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, yeah, look, it's a – Great town to leave. Well, the, the if you because I did go out for a walk because where'd you stay? I had to go and get something from the shop. Um, I stayed uh, not far from a big hotel called the Aria, uh, but I was in an Airbnb. Ah, okay. And uh, which originally was a good idea because we thought we'd be slightly off the strip. Um, and the great thing was I was able to go to Denny's for breakfast, you know. But when you're having <laughs> a big steak and three eggs every day for breakfast, it kind of like. Yeah. Slows you down for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went to uh, an old school diner as well. Yeah. Um, a proper, proper old school diner away from the strip. And I walked in and it was literally like, you know, she went, where do you want to sit? And I went, I oh, had the bar, obviously. <laughs> you know, the coffee fe- comes out of the you felt like You, walk, you felt like you walked into a set of happy days, did you? Is that what was going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apart from no one was happy. Yeah. Uh, okay. but- and Arnold wasn't serving you. Yeah, okay. No, he wasn't. No. It was yeah, that was that was a bit, but um, I'm glad I got to do that. But if you if you walk out walking and you just turn off the strip, you it's it's within seconds you're hit by you know homelessness, pimps, drug addicts, just yes. everywhere. It's big cities. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that. It's not reflective of. It, it, I don't know. It didn't strike me as being reflecting America. Sure. Um, but it was, um, but I, I didn't realize, but Bart was in Palm Springs at the same time. Which yes, is I, I saw his uh, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is three hours away. And much thought, nicer place. And I, well, yeah, much nicer place. But I was um, messaging him while I was in, in the Uber going to the convention one morning. And I looked and there was a place renting out Lamborghinis. Yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, know, oh, I know the place you're talking is. about. <laughs> Just rent one. Oil Exotics? Is that what it's called, that place? I, I can't remember what it's called, but I did have a look, and they were the – I mean, I know my no, 96 is crusty, but they, they, were, they were the worst looking. And you know when you go 
I don't think that would make three hours down to pass strings and back. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine what the insurance access would be as well. It'd be a phenomenal. I, I know. And the my stuff there is so expensive as well. You know, I like my coffees. And um it's couldn't get a coffee that wasn't just a black coffee out of a pot anywhere. And then we went to the old town, Fremont, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, um, I know we're talking about it's it. a lot more the original Vegas. Yeah, and which is a lot more rustic. Yeah, we did the same thing. We did that on our way out of Vegas. We went up there for the sort of morning before we drove to LA and spent an hour or two around the Golden Nugget and those little arcades and stuff around there. It felt a bit more authentic uh, experience rather than the neon light big show type Vegas. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I thought, you know, I really just want want flat white. It was morning and... (laughs) Um, Did you find one? And the only place I could, the only place I could see that would have one, is Starbucks. I knew you were going to say Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went into Starbucks, but Starbucks was joining a, a casino, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm stood waiting and I'm breathing in all this cigarette smoke and soap or whatever is coming through the air conditioning. The magic air tree uh, cigarette smoke combination. Yeah, exactly. And and obviously you've got to do the tip for everything that you buy, right? And 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 it defaults to you can either put it in manually or it's yeah, like yeah, 20%, yeah, yeah. 40%, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I wait for this coffee. And when I say, Oh, can I have a flat white? And the lady said, What size would you like? Yeah, she said, What size would you like? And, I, and then you, know, you go like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And 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 over here, like Flat white is a flat white. It doesn't come in sizes, right? It's the ratio of the milk to the coffee and all of that. And uh, so I meant obviously small, which was still pretty big. Um, and it was ten dollars. And it's a cup of milk. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell, ten dollars? <laughs> so and it was it's kind of average what I expected, but I was I was stunned by the prices on some of the things. But oh, look, it's Vegas in, though. Everything's yeah, expensive. that's true. That is true. I mean, I met some kind of sort of interesting people, but I do want to talk about the cars. Yeah, that's all. It is a car podcast. Yeah. Um, the Well, mostly they're not very interesting. I did see for the first time ever in real life uh, Ford GT. You hadn't seen one before? I haven't seen one in Okay, firstly, before. for the not, listeners. Not the, not the new one. You're talking about the 20... The, 0608 one, is that the one we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's the one, yeah. Um, P- and I've never seen one in um, well, the thing is, it was it, it was the one you know, when they come in white with the blue stripe over the top, yeah, yeah, and it looked so cool. It was it was pretty slammed, mm-hmm. but it was in the part where I was staying, which wasn't like probably the nicest area, but it, it drove through there. And on the same day, I saw like a, a 1970s. G body Targa, <laughs> yeah, okay. Flogged or was it a nice one? Uh, no, it looked properly patinated, but oh my god, did it sound amazing! Yeah, great. And because I was walking and it drove past, oh my god, that's amazing. And um, but most of the other cars, they they you know they're Teslas, they're um, you know, and my colleague who was who was ordering the Ubers, he just kept ordering the ones with that with these big. SUVs and you know the SUVs there are like kind of the size of my house. Big suburbans or Escalades, those types of things. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, well, the one I was mostly impressed by was the Ford Flex. 
Yes, I reckon a good-looking truck. Oh, yeah, it's almost like an SUV that's down on the ground like a sedan. Oh, I don't know if it was down on the ground. It felt like I was clambering up to get, get inside. I like the Ford Flex. I thought that was a good-looking car. What's it like inside? It was, but, uh, it's like a lounge. Yeah, okay, perfect. It's like, you know, when you talk to the driver, but the driver's so far away. And did it have captain seats when you're sitting in the back? Yes, it did. <laughs> it was like being on the Enterprise. <laughs> Make it so. Thank yeah. you. Shoot skills. No. But it was that I mean, I was I was kind of pretty surprised by that. But at the same time, there was a little bit of a familiarity because they were still taking down some of the gantries for Formula One. Sure. And you went into a lot of the the in the convention, they had a like the Ferrari at one of the stands. Uh they had uh I think they might have had an Aston Martin at the Cognizant stand so there there was all and you know there was a uh a display in a shop window with like formula one cars through the ages but other ones had kind of plastic model plastic life-size model one-to-one models someone said to me oh. yeah and someone said oh what's um oh, wow it's a real formula one car and i stood next to it and i just tapped the tire and it went not not the hards they've run it the guy said don't touch that um but it was yeah I, I think i'll probably have to go again next year just for the same convention but i think i would plan out because my work day was planned out to the nth degree yes but i would probably plan my evenings and and any days that i have away and do things there was a one of um the guys that i met there he'd been on the sunday to drive a like a, a lamborghini around a track somewhere yeah, okay. nearby and you think you know just a little stuff like that whereas you know going to the sphere was like 300 dollars. just not even see you too not that i'd go and see you too but um but it was it, yeah I'd, I'd have to plan that out really carefully because sure. there wasn't sure i did i mean on, on the night out that i went out and i went out really late there were I, I met some interesting people i can't even remember where i went to be honest but uh, <laughs> But I did meet some interesting people. I did meet a stripper. And I don't know how the subject came up, but we like we we talked for far too long about bleaching of the anus. Uh, I can't remember. Is this a male stripper or a female that. stripper? Female stripper. Yeah, sure. And it, yeah, and, it, sure. and it yeah, that came up and uh it was it, it was weird because I had the conversation about what she, what her day job was, how many children she had. Uh, I didn't ask her if she bleached her anus. She just offered that information up. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, good. Uh, um, um, I don't know how it came. I must have brought it up because she did spit a drink out when it first came up in conversation. So um, it was, but it was, but it was one of those, it, it was a real assault on the senses. And I mean, there's people who go, I met some people who go just for, the betting and they get their accommodation paid for by the casino sure and they're not even big high rollers they pay like 40 dollars for their flight from somewhere like might be a six-hour flight from colorado and or um carolina or something like that and they stay there free of charge but they're not high rollers it's the frequency of betting sure. they're constantly betting even if it's 25 sure. cents a bet on a machine they get all of their drinks paid for they and, and i and I remember asking one of the ladies saying, yeah, but you're still in a casino for three days. I don't understand. 
Look, some people say this is rec- this is recreation. But you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's not I, the type of thing that we I would recreate. But you know, it's what some people yeah, find interesting because it was yeah, because because you get and I didn't realize this. You get as long as you're putting bets on, you're getting free drinks. Yeah, and and it doesn't matter what you're betting. Well, of course it doesn't because was, you never win. That's why the drinks are free, and the place yeah, is owned by billionaires. Yeah, and the drink's like $10 a pop. Yeah, if you pay for them, but the, the, the actual cost of that drink's probably about yeah, 19 cents. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, that is that is true. Yeah, you put $20 in and you've had seven drinks. Um, and I didn't even know what I was doing, right? So I go, I, at one point I thought, I've got $20, I'm going to go and put that on. I wanted to, you know, just go and put it on a number, on a sure. roulette Red. table or craps or something like that, yep. Um, so I walked for what felt like miles, to go through the casino because every table I went to, the starting price was $100. And I thought, I'm not paying $100 down. And I eventually got to a table where the guy was just spinning a wheel <laughs> with a number on it. Yeah, and I went, oh, I'll put that down. Uh, I put $20 down. He spun it. I lost it in like three seconds. And I said, oh, so when does the buzz kick in? And he just looked at me and went, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't get it. And it, I, I and it's because I don't gamble, right? It's not. Yeah, it's not sure. that there's something fundamentally wrong with it, but it's yeah. It was just completely like you'd left planet Earth and you've gone somewhere else. I just want to interrupt for a second about you not gambling. Yep, you get behind the wheel of your nine nine six all the time. Some people would see that as a gamble. It's a calculated risk. That's different. Ah, okay, different. Okay. <laughs> now you sound like a reformed gambler. Now the <laughs> yeah. That's it. Speaking of which, have you actually driven any of your cars since you've been home? Yes, uh, I've been out quite a lot. Yeah. Good. Good. My nine nine six. Um, it fired up. Uh, it obviously it looks pretty bad. But was it parked I also on the street the whole time? No, 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 it was on the driveway. Oh yeah, good, good. Um, so it's. And it's it still sounds fantastic. I love driving. It's just I know you're gonna laugh, but the weather's just so shit. <laughs> it's like it's just raining, and it's just, when you go, it's dark, and then and you know when it's raining and dark, and the, ro- the roads are so potholed, and you're in a low slung car, and it's just you know you can't see the potholes because they're full of water. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds lovely. So it's I've had one. I've been out three times in the week. I've been back for a week. I've been out three times, and the one drive was really enjoyable because it was dry, and I could properly go out. But um, but it's it's really tough to go out and have a really enjoyable drive, you know, unless you go out on a Sunday morning really early, and assume that it's not um, raining. But also, there's um, in the dark. Obviously, my lights aren't very bright because. I need to get them polished. Yeah, I was about to say they probably were clouded over like every other shit ass night. They're very clouded over. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when I put it through the MOT, the the annual test of roadworthiness, um, it was one of the advisories saying your lights need polishing because they're. Didn't we speak about this about using urine or avocado or something like that? Wasn't that part of the conversation? Uh, Yeah, I I don't feel comfortable pissing on my car. Although coming back from. Vegas, I'm pretty dehydrated. Probably just the piss would sort that out. You've not melt the lenses. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was dehydrated all the time over there. Yeah. It was just yeah. Insane. 
But um, but yeah, I I really want to get out more in the nine nine six. I think now that it's been fixed and it's had all the protection underneath. Yeah. Um, and you know it's got the new tires, it's got new lower suspension arms, and I did something crazy the other day. I bought new wiper blades. Are you for real? I mean, I haven't put them on, but oh, I've fuck. got. <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting there next to your ignition one two three aren't they yeah it's just that noises because i happen to be at a diy store because i'm doing some decorating and uh i uh i thought yes i'm gonna do it i went and bought some but you just reminded me because i'm decorating i'm doing some tiling and they're porcelain tiles and i've just realized that you've yeah oh. it's and it's yeah, well, these are but these are wall tiles. I've got. I know you. Yeah, now you want um, nine hundred by nine hundred by ten. Oh no, these are bang on. These the floor. are done. I oh, know these are twenty by twenty, and my Ooh, wife does this stuff where she starts. She starts a job, and then goes right. You got to sort it out. And there's a, one of the tiles I've got to cut because the socket wall sure. socket is mm-hmm. in the middle of it. So I've got to yeah. cut square out of it. And I tried to use a tile drill bit. Sure, and but it wasn't it, but it wasn't a diamond one, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't. It just wasn't doing anything. And then I thought, right, I looked at some YouTube videos, classic, and you know, it said you need to use an angle grinder. Awesome. So I ordered, I ordered one, an angle grinder. You're not an angle grinder. You're not an angle grinder type of guy. You're, if there's people who should know an angle grinder, you, there's a yeah, of you. Right. Yeah, I'm more of a sledgehammer kind of guy. And uh, so it it arrived. I said to my wife, I'm gonna just got a new angle grinder. We're gonna do this, and she went. Did you buy one of those last year? The disc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got like a tin of discs. But she she said, didn't you buy one of these last year? And I went, what? And she went, I think you bought one of these last year. So I'm looking through my (laughs) Amazon orders and I bought one last March. And you know what you're sat there going... What do I do with that? I don't ever remember using one. It's in the shed with all those bikes and everything. That's where it is, isn't it? (laughs) I spent like two hours digging through the shed and I found it still in the box and at the bottom with the disc sat on top of it. So I sent that back. Yeah, okay. Uh, good good decision. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do some uh cutting today. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well let me talk let me talk car news in general. Okay. Yeah. And what's been happening here in Perth. Okay. So it's been a few weeks. Since then, we've had the Porsche Club West Australia show us your Porsche Club Day thing. I did a short video on Instagram. Yeah, you may that, have yeah. seen it. Great day out, stunning weather, perfect day for it. Some amazing looking motor cars. People obviously put put a lot of effort in. This event has actually been brought in to replace the concourse because Ooh. not enough people are running the concourse anymore. They just could not be fucked cleaning the car that long. <laughs> or there's three people, and it's always the same three people that are winning year after year. So the interest is oh. there's not the novelty's not there. You know the club's not big enough for it. So this to mix it up, gone right now. Now it's just a popularity vote. So who's the coolest kid right. in town? Right, went really well. There's a new 356B, same as model as mine, but in a blue non Porsche color. It's had a rest. So. Look, the restoration's not to my taste, but you know what? Who cares? It's his car. If he's happy with it, that's the important thing. Um, and, yeah, the car looks lovely. Dark, you know, dark blue with a tan interior. Always a great colour combo, no matter what, with nice chrome, you know. So, overall, the car presents beautifully. 
we've had the 60th anniversary um, party at the Porsche Centre for the 911, which cool. had some, had a 918 Spider there. I hadn't seen one in Perth before. I think it's the first one I've seen. Oh, no, I saw half a dozen of them at Rensport, but I hadn't seen one here before. And right. this was a Vysark packer. The other ones I saw at Rensport weren't, so it was nice seeing the different aero elements in carbon everywhere. It's hard to believe that car's 10 years old. It looks like a good roll-off production line today and still be relevant, right? So that was uh, pretty amazing. And there was also a Dakar there with the Rothman slash Rough Roads livery, you know, oh, they've, yeah. that they put on the side with all the shit on the roof rack. So that looked pretty cool. Oh. And the owner also bought a new KNS and did it in the same graphic. Like, so his wife drives a car the same that looks like a support vehicle. So no, I don't know. I got I got to say a bit of a meh to that. Meh. Whatever you like. The um, what else was there? Um, you know, I spoke about my dream list of cars I want to get to drive. Oh yeah, yeah. How, There's how been movement on two. Oh. So remind the listeners of what what was on the list. Oof, okay, let me go through it. GT one Strassen version. I'd be yeah. I, for just for the record, if I only get offered to drive a GT1 track car, I'll take that too. Okay, okay. so the um uh 993 GT2. Oh, yeah. 2.7 RS. Yep. Any 962 race car. Okay. Right. Um what else do I have? Bentley blower. Oh yeah, Bentley blower. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Bugatti EB110 or 110S, again, whichever one may present itself. So all of them very tough to achieve, let's face it, right? However, you know I said there was a Le Mans winning Bentley of that era that was in Perth? I told yeah. you that. Well, it turns out that guy had two. He passed away about 12 months ago now, sadly. Prolific car collector. Um, and that car sold at the... Sotheby's auction prior to the Le Mans anniversary and was sold for about 7 million euros, right? So that car left, that's gone. However, his second car, which is a blower, because the Le Mans car wasn't a Bentley blower, it was just a Bentley yeah, that's true. straight out of that era. The, but this guy's got the Bentley blower. He's still in Perth. And I got his contact details yesterday. Ooh. So I've got a link to potentially... An outcome there, right? No, no guarantees, but yeah. the um, but seeing close up would be amazing. But what's that? Sorry, even see it close up would be. Amazing. I have seen the car before. I've been touchy feely, right? So I have seen one. I want to actually have a go at that steering wheel. It's bigger than my arm span. The gear shifter outside the car, the big line that's going off the front of the car, and we and wheels that are monsters. Um, yeah. the. GT1. Yes. GT1. Maxed Page in your neck of the woods has just yeah. listed one for sale last week. What? And it's a track car converted to a Strassen version. Oh, wow. So I need you to go there, drive for me. All right, let me give you the details. Like you're in the market. Yeah, hit me with a location. I'll flick it through to you. So th these cars, they never come up. So there's the fact there's one floating around somewhere that is actually currently on market 
to me, brings it more attainable to uh, achieving that outcome. Oh, nice. See, I haven't even come up with my list. Well, mate, I can't give it to you. You've got to come up with your own list. Oh, I know the one car I know would be on there is a E-Type Series 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not finished on where, um, where the work's going on mine yet. We'll come to your list in a second. Oh, what? there's more. There is. Now, I know there's like three 993 GT2s were delivered to Australia, and one of them I kicked is in my suburb or it's in a surrounding suburb from where I live, right? And it, it never comes out. I've seen it three times in 20 years. Saw it last week. Oh, boy. Okay. Did you flag him down? Her, female driver, right? Oh, and it was sort of like a glimpse around the corner, floored it, sounded amazing. By the time I got around, car's gone. Walked one of the streets, looking everywhere, couldn't find it. So it's it's coming back out into the wild. So potentially there could be some action here. And before we move on to your mm. dream list, yeah. you, know, you know how I may or may not have been unkind to some French cars, particularly Renaults. In previous podcasts. Yeah. Well. Did you get some grief? I've had some grief, yeah. Yeah, of course I've had grief. You can't go shit can a whole country's manufacturing. Yeah, it's fair. (laughs) Well, one of the grief givers owns a Renault Sports Spider. Oh. I've seen this car once and I thought, that thing looks like it is like a homologation car. It is business. Yeah. And uh, I'm currently trying to negotiate the opportunity to find out how good these cars are. Oh, so kind of uh, backtrack on your... Yeah, prove to me. Just tell me why I should have a Renault Sports Spider instead of a Boxer. I'm going to reacquaint myself with... Uh... Renault Sports Spider. Good-looking car. Yeah. And... Oh, my God, yeah. He... Uh, that's not the only Renault Sport car he has. He also has a Clio V6. I've been in the Clio V6. Have you driven it? Not, not driven it, no. Because the thing is, it's. I knew somebody, a colleague used to have one, and he drove it with the engine cover off. And you know the engine's right behind you when you're sat. What did you do that for? So you get all, I thought he liked the noise, but I thought the smell is overpowering. Yeah, okay. Um, it's got a tiny, it's got a huge, sorry, turning circle. So you could really tell where he's having to yeah, wrestle it around. Um, and I don't know, to me, didn't I'd, I'd like a Renault Clio and, I, and I'd, I'd love a, um, a Williams Clio. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but, the, but the V6 never, never did it for me. It was a V6, right? I've always been of the impression that it's not as good as it should have been. Like on paper, yeah, true. it should be Group B, scare the shit out of you. The thing should have been a 500 horsepower car, right? And mm. like any car that has got a track almost the same as its wheelbase to me looks hot on the road, right? That's why I love Yaris. Yeah. You know, they've just got that squat business look about them, you know, and yep. almost toy-like, you know. So I, I really like that look in a motor car. So I, I I actually do like the aesthetic of a Renault Clio V6, and I've never seen a bad one. You know, I've only ever seen three or four in my life, and they're always immaculate, and they're always Renault Sport Blue, right, the ones I've yeah. seen. 
So anyway, this could be an opportunity for me to talk about how I was wrong about Renault. Okay. Well, I mean, well, not just Renault, but every all the French cars. But the thing is, it's I mean there are there are some great French cars. I mean, there's if I just as a design thing, you know, the Citroen DS, the SM. Yeah, beautiful, stunning, right? SM is not a pretty car. Oh, I quite like it. Quite like it. I mean, no, it's got a funny perspex window the... thing at the grill, and it's it's yeah, not a complete the... design. Not like a DS is. Yeah, a DS is, you know, yeah, I know. DS. I feel like an assassin driving one of those from a seventies movie. Like the I, thin I, jackals. I, I really like the um, the DS Cabriolets just because I'd like to look like a you know an African Republican Peter. leader. <laughs> yeah, you can't sit. I mean, Jeremy Clarkson was right. You can't sit in the back of a four seater convertible and not look like a dictator. <laughs> anyway, look that aside. French cars aside, that I'm hopefully going to get the opportunity to be proven wrong. But I'll be interested to see the Sports Spider. Red Sports Spider is better than same era Boxster. Because, um, you know, the, the Alpine current generation yeah. thing that no one's bought, but, you know, everyone, all every journalist says it's a greatest car, but no one wants one, right? That car. Yeah. That's can, it's always judged against Cayman, always. So yeah. I'd be interested to see what the dynamics like. You're like, why didn't why didn't they make a production Renault Sports Spider like mainstream volume? Like they made bugger all of them. I don't know how many they made. I'm sure I'll get that information yeah. from the owner. But it's well, just the Boxster feels like a more complete car. You know, not like a it could be an everyday car. I don't know if the Renault okay Sports Boxster bike. Spider then Boxster Spider yeah okay yeah. as a comparison vehicle. But what about the Alpha 8C, is it? 4C. Is that the one that's... The little carbon right, tubby thing? Yeah. Yeah, 4C. Hang on, 4C. Yeah. Is it, is it 4C? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Because I thought it was the... Let me see. The I think it's the... Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yes, 4C. Yeah, again, should be better than it is. Put 500 horsepower in the back of that. You know what? Get an Alpha 4C. I'm doing LS conversion. Let me know how you go. I think it'd be unbelievable. Oh, I don't know. Or okay. You, unless anything. Okay, put a um, Maserati slash Ferrari V8 in the back of it. How do you reckon it'll go? Yep. Yeah. Or an Alpha V6. Like the great. Or oh, the Busso motor. Yeah. Yeah, the um, I, I would love uh, one of those. Everyone who talks about yeah. the Alpha 4Cs talks about how harsh the drive the drive is, how, you know, it just doesn't live up to the hype. And look at the thing. Oh. It looks like it's going flat stick stand still. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that, that's just made my list. <laughs> the 4Cs just made your list. Yeah, the 4Cs just made my list. I've just reacquainted myself with it. I'm, I've got a dream list that is so aspirational and unobtainable, it's incredible, and you're coming out with a 4C, which is stacked up 10 deep down on Auto Trader right now. Yeah, I know, but I know because they're under 50 grand, aren't they? But if you're paying 50 grand for a 4C, I reckon you you might be over, you might get two of them, I'd guess. Yeah, true, because over here... And you might you need know, two um, of them, though. But you know the 991... 
uh, 9-11 is, is dropped so like, you can get one for under £40,000 over here, a manual. That, I, to me, that's that blows my mind. I could sell my 9-12 and go and buy a 9 manual. Just do it. You know you want to do it. You you, you can't bring yourself to it because you like the identity of having a 9-12, right? Let's be no, honest. No, do you know what? The, the, the thing that I've been considering is either I'd want a G-body 911, which kind of I might be able to afford if it's left hand drive and it's not in perfect condition. Mate, it's going to cost you more than what that 991 will. Yeah, but all I still like the idea of a 964, but they're only 991 so is a stepping stone to the 964. No, I don't know because I, I I don't know if they've if they've hit the the bottom of their price yet. Oh, I at the at the Porsche Club Day I talked about earlier. There were three 912s there. Wait, that's that's not that many, though, is it? But I, Normally you go I can't remember the last time I saw a 912 at a Porsche event over here in Perth. And one of the wow. guys, one of the guys got a 912, and at home he's got a 912E. Oh. Yeah. What was that? 1976, one year only. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Exclusive. I love it. Or, or just I love shit. It. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love the way people say it. that's a one year only, like the old clapper. Yeah, that's because it didn't work. <laughs> it was shit. I used the nine. I used the nine fourteen motor in it. That one, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah it's what the type four years? Volkswagen four cylinder. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and yeah, I've never. I don't know why I've never. It's never appealed to me. The nine nine twelve normal one short wheelbase really appealed. Yeah, but... well, you get, well, you're getting a long hood, aren't you? You're not getting a flogged G-body with an underpowered engine in it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the amount of uh, those where the engine probably died and got replaced with an actual VW engine, there's probably a lot of them. Yes, you're probably so... right. But the um, – okay, so what do we got? We've got a 4C on the list. We've got a E-Type Series 1. Yep. Uh I, I've got to think about the others. Yeah, come back to the um, first. Oh, I'll tell you what else. i got more portion news. I got delivered. You know how I love a rant on Christophorus, the new edition, right? <laughs> There's actually a story in there about a Bollywood film director who I've reached out to Ooh. because we peaked at number six in India last month, you might recall. Oh, my goodness, yes. So we've got to give the people what they want. So I've, re- I've, I've reached out. Bollywood chat's going to take us next level. It could do. But some of the things that were in the um, magazine, the Porsche Christmas festive, what is it? Dream big this festive season catalogue with all the Christmas-themed gifts that came with it. Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Show me that cover again. Show me that cover. It's a <laughs> 964. It's yeah, a normally nine... they have a car up. This one's got one growing out of the back of it. What's no, going no, on? No, have, but it's been gift wrapped. Look. It's uh, actually, if you have to have a close look, it's a 964. Look at the front here. But it's got a 993 yeah. turbo rear wing on it. What is going on there? That is That feels like it's a... Nice a speed line. Yeah. Um, some highlights is the onesie Christmas-themed jumpsuit. <laughs> For... $269 here in Australia. There's a set of, oh, no, they're single. You've got to buy them individually. Christmas ornaments are $58 each. You've got the choice of a uh, some, oh, some interesting cars here. 
got a long hood there. You got a G body. Mm, well, these are these are to go on the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas decorations. Look, fifty-eight dollars. Yeah, look, just sort of seeing there. And oh, um, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna drop a bombshell now. I've got that one. That's what I gave me that. Take the piss out of everyone. <laughs> I was about to see the piss out of it, but someone gave it to me last year. <laughs> Um, well, hang on, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I can't stop. Hang on. I don't have the golf bag on wheels. Is the uh, travel golf bag on wheels could potentially be a contender? Wait, wait. That, no, hold on. That that golf bag on wheels. That's not going to fit in any fucking nine eleven, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we've got the Martini Racing Collection. Oh uh, yes, classic. that looks quite yeah nice, huh? What about the yep. GT One Collection? Glasses, tumblers. Um, what else? No, I'm not on board with that. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, motorsport collection, the model cars, that's not very exciting. Oh, have a look at these. Porsche Classic hand tools. Look at that spanner set and that screwdriver set. They're never to be used, right? Oh, mate, if if I own them and you touch them, we're having a fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the, bad. The real low light, Porsche enamel sign. We're, we're, how big is that? A3, right? $664, Ashmal. That, that That's a lot of money for something oh, that I wouldn't I, put up. I'm going to take, I'll take you a lot of money and raise you a tent, roof tent. Roof, oh, right. Okay. Okay. I was just talking about this the other day. How, okay, me, how much? Eight. $1,640. As much as my car. But wait, that's not all, Ajmal. You might also need the inner lining for cool weather camping, which is another $638. Fucking, <laughs> fucking. Oh, my God. Anyway, that, that's that's ridiculous. I knew, I knew you'd find that entertaining, so I had, I had to uh, pull that out for today. I'm going to come back to this in a second, okay? Oh, by the way, I've just thought of another car. Bought another car? Two, no, I've thought of another one. Oh, yeah, okay. 250 GTO. Oof. Ferrari. Now we're talking. That's That belongs on yep. your list. That's actually quite that, attainable. That, I reckon that's attainable in the UK because it's like, of the 39, something like 21 of them are in the UK now. Yeah, I know, but there are millions on, eh? Yeah, no, tens of millions. Yeah, I think Chris Evans, the DJ's got one. Oh, look. Anyway, my um, point is you you live somewhere where they exist and a lot of them. So I think you, you if you can, you, you argue you could hustle into one of those. Yeah, but it's kind of automatically that's unlocked like my thinking to the next one and the next one because then you're going Lamborghini Maora. Then you're Are there going, many in the UK? Uh, I don't know, but there was one at the local Lamborghini dealership on display not long ago. <laughs> And then there's the 300 um, Mercedes Goldwing. And then you go, you don't even go into it. It's driven a Goldwing. How, and why was it? Did you have to fold the steering wheel to get in? No, but you, you, you get in and out of it like a race car. I oh, don't right, because okay. I'm little. You know what I mean? It's hot as Hades inside that bubble. Oh. The hottest car I've ever oh, wow. had. And it was cool weather. It was like a sauna. 
literally sauna. Oh wow! See, I. But that that then leads me on to like you know maybe I should test drive a DB5. But you know, any time I've seen somebody like reviewing one or driving one of those, it's just never. It feels lumbering, like when you're watching somebody driving it. And they don't look athletic, do they? Apart from when James Bond's driving it. At two but even even still, speed. but you know that's probably a Miata with a body kit on it. Uh, not from way back now, probably, but not from way back. Although I did, I do like the uh, what was the Toyota? The Toyota SMG2. Yes, that Oof. Sean Connery was in. Mate, the car's that big in real life. I know, but you know the, the actual tiniest. one. But you know they they had a I think they had a contract to provide one, but Sean Connery was still, like he was a big guy hmm. and he didn't fit in it, so they had to make a one off. Convertible for the movie. Oh, did they? Yeah, so he so you could fit in it. Ridiculous. And they had to have like someone else driving it. He was a passenger in it because he couldn't fit in. <laughs> and he was what, like six two or something. I don't know. He was I don't know. But um but yeah, so that's kind of populating my list now. Yeah, fair enough. Whilst we're still going on my Christophorus rant, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Great story here. I wait, love wait, wait, wait. Anything you're about to say, is this going to preclude like the editor of the magazine coming on to no, the podcast? No, no, he's, look, he's not going to come he's, on. He's, we burnt that bridge. Yeah, I've been white, yeah, white like a dirty ass on that one, right? Now the, um, I want to talk about this picture here. This is great. This is great podcasting, by the way. This, is, for listeners, thought, it is. Yeah. It looks like a really big radiator with a outboard propeller, and on the other side of it is a what looks to be a four cylinder Porsche motor from the fifties. Okay, judging from that rocket cover, yeah, you can see the valves. Yeah, yep, yeah. Okay. It is actually, literally, an outboard motor designed by Porsche for boating use in nineteen fifty eight. It was one of their designs in between the projects of their uh, designing a five-speed truck transmission for Gertrag and a development contract for Volkswagen at the time. So they built this in the middle of these projects. Is type number 729, Porsche boat motor. Fascinatingly, didn't really get off the ground that well. However, what it did have was... Um, a lot of good selling points because it used the exhausts as a heater to heat the boat as, at the same time as it was getting used, right? There was an Australian colonel, sorry, major, who bought three of them to build a, what are those things called? Um, air cushion vehicle, um, hovercraft. Oh, uh, hover, hovercraft, yeah. Yeah. So he bought three of them from Porsche to build that to trial it for the Army's use in the 50s. Wait, wait, hang on. I thought it was a prototype. It actually went into production and was sold. It doesn't look like they sold very many of them. This engine, the same motor, this the industrial version of this motor, was also used to drive locomotives. Small locomotives. What? 
on a narrow gauge um, tra- really train. Really small. So fascinating story, right? That was the, the reason it was brought in is because Porsche have just got a partnership with a new McCann electric motor. With all right, yeah, this other company where it's that's one of these modern lake style boats in Switzerland that it's that same engines get oh that not that same engine the engine out of or the drive unit out of a electric McCann is getting used in these boats. Well, folks, all three listeners, you heard it here first. Someone actually read some of Christopher's and didn't yes, just that was me. the pictures. Anyway, that was. <laughs> It was an. It was a. Uh, there was an interesting article in there that didn't involve watches, and um, or some other pointless story, puffing up some Porsche celebrity's uh, purchase. I had a this fine gift calendar. Okay, gave oh. sent to me. This is a classic Porsche collection calendar twenty twenty four. It's got two months per page with some nice photos. Oh. Okay. Nice. And this was sent to me from a listener who has a nice car collection in Japan. These are his own cars that he but he created this oh. uh, calendar for his staff. You got him? Is that him on the front? Yes. Yes. This is um, uh, Marita-san, Taka, Takashi Marita. Okay. So he thank you to um, Marita-san for sending that through. It's it will go in the garage. Those are his cars. Yeah, so he's got a 2.7 RS. Yeah. Good colour combo. Look at that, white and green. Nice. He's got a 904 GDS. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? He has a lovely... Um, um, this looks like a Cabriolet or a convertible D, possibly, in Oslo Blue. No. That is a ridiculously awesome collection already. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what else you got here? Oh, he's got a red speedster. Oh, nice. Yep. That there. That, gorgeous. that actually, it's got um, RS Spider wing mirrors fitted to it. I'm curious as to know whether it's a. I don't know if that's a Carrera speedster or not. So, yeah, and you can use them lots in Japan. And he's also got a this this cabriolet. 356A Cabriolet, which is lovely. So for the listeners, they should, they should probably watch this one on YouTube, shouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think so too. And he's also got this Outlaw 356C. Uh, see, I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh, a 356 uh, with Fuchs wheels. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I, it doesn't I, look right. I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just trying a bit too hard to modernise something that shouldn't be modern. I could have just. Yeah, it just looked, looks like. Two I could have just looked on the back actually. Now that I've done that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, awesome uh, yeah, collection. Yes, yeah, so I thank you very much, um, Marita Sun, for sending that through. I'm, I'll uh, send a thank you. I might say I'm, I'll take a photo of myself with my car, uh, my three five six. Oh yeah, with it in the background. Maybe you'll appear in 2025. Your photo uh, will appear on un- 2025 un- calendar. Unlikely, but uh, should I go to should I get or go to Japan? One of the cars on the list, this could be a potential uh, contender. Oh, yeah. How long does it take you to get to Japan? Eight hours. Eight hours. Get that Close one. You're Vegas. Get the milk next time. When you're getting your milk next time, just drop in on the way. Can fly direct, too, from Perth. <laughs> the um. Oh, wow. So, anyway, that was a very pleasant gift from a listener. So, thank you. 
And it definitely appreciate it because I love a nice car collection's got a 904 in it. Speaking speaking of gifts. Oh yeah, what do you got? I have forgotten something. But now that you just said that Is it a KN pen? I've still got the KN pen. <laughs> and I know a couple of people have messaged me and I couldn't find I was trying desperately to find the messages and I can't. So whoever messaged me, and I think it was somebody who had a KN. I still have that pen and they can have it. What I also have is a um uh a boxster stalk. <laughs> <laughs> Indicator? Or wiper, which it, one? No, it's the it's the it's Cruise the computer control. module. It's the computer module. Oh, one. Yeah, yeah, okay. down clicks. Yes, yes, okay. Because uh, remember the box turd had the indicator stalk that didn't work, and I bought a second hand one. It came with this, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't need. So you know, if ever anybody wants that, I've also got some stickers for the uh, the seventy fifth uh, birthday of Porsche. Oh yeah, cool stickers, and nice colours. Yeah, and I've got a, a metal uh, bottle opener, which is... Is that uh, from Las Vegas? Uh, no, no, this is someone gave me this. Ace of uh, Ace of Spades. I can put that on. Hey, is that a club? That. Isn't that an Ace of Clubs up on my top left corner? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, right, sure. Yep. Uh, and, and, oh, I'm waiting for, which obviously I'm not going to give away, is um, the Bart's new book, Early Colour. Yes, nice one. So that should be arriving any day now. It's taking so long. It's been in the country for like a week on the tracking thing. Ah, okay. And uh, yeah, it's, it's taking forever. And also, I just found, I just found, do you remember the Lego 911 that I bought? Like when we were in complete lockdown. I don't remember you buying Lego 911. We haven't discussed this. Is this the one that you can build it. as a Targa or a Coupe? Is that one of those ones? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. But I bought it when it first came out. Sure. Still in the box, and I just found the box the other day, <laughs> <laughs> and it's still brand spanking new and in the box. So you're gonna, uh, you're gonna so build I, it? I don't know. I mean, you give the girls to build it to my children. Yeah, it'll get smashed to pieces, and the bits will get lost in no time. Well, it's not getting That's used now. Oh, oh, I digress because the reason I found it is uh, the downstairs, the study where my wife normally works uh got kind of cleared because we had an electrician in to run power to the garage did you do a data line at the same time he did yes he He threw that in there's nothing connected either end of it in fact he's not at the at the house end he hasn't brought it into the house because he didn't know where it might need to come in sure um but the power big fat power now he's done it so if, if i ever got an electric car I'd be able to put a charger up there. Um, so there's there's lights, there's a socket. Um, so you know, they're, they're, sorry, there's a light, a socket, and there's a, a like a consuming unit trip switch circuit board there. Um, so it's all kind of exactly. And I needed to get that done because one of the doors in. So it's still got no doors, um, and the doors are booked to be fitted, but not till February. So, that okay. means that means it's like a full-on seven or eight nine months since the project started that it's taken that long and bearing in mind the actual building went up in a day yeah the actual roof went on in a day it's everything else that's taken this long as well with the door 
Yeah. What type of door is it? It's a sectional door. So I, it's I put help. one of those in, right? And mine's actually an insulated one. It's made out of like refrigeration material. So I could manage the temperature inside the garage better. And it's also a lot lighter and quieter. So you should investigate that. Well, we didn't go for the insulated one. Mm. Uh, when you're banished the there, garage. right? Yeah, but <laughs> but the garret is really well ventilated, and I didn't want the temperature to be different inside to outside because that's okay. when you get condensation, not sure. So I wanted to keep that, and I am going to get some humidity monitors in there just to make sure I know how it is. But I think it'd be fine. It's so well ventilated into the rafters. Um, I, I think it, it should be absolutely fine. So yeah, the doors, yeah. it's eventually going to go on. So. You know, you know when you think, oh, I might get my 912 home in the summer. Then you go, oh, I might get it in the autumn. I might get it. In the... It's going to be in the fucking spring. This is what's going to happen. It's <laughs> Maybe. ridiculous. Maybe we can't build anything in England. It's ridiculous. The um, interesting. <laughs> I do want to finish this podcast on a high, right? And this is more a hand grenade. It's been long, very high. Wait, on, on a high. I thought you were going to say that the the. The 911 on e-fuels that's just broken the altitude record in Chile. No. Isn't that? Did I see that somewhere? I don't know, I don't know where that story. Ice cars bin. Anyway, okay. never mind that. On, on a nothing. with a grenade. Well, hang on, wait. Before I do, should we talk about the new Panamera? No. Good. Okay, so. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Wait, unless someone wants one of us to drive one and then talk about it. Yeah, well, I can't talk about something I haven't driven. Exactly. Well, I can't Apart have, from everything I can't else we talk about. Yeah, that's what we haven't driven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that topic of cars I haven't driven. Yes. I had my expression of interest returned mm. and refunded to me this week because it was decided, which I've been keeping up my sleeve because I really wanted to drop it as a bombshell, that I had ordered a Cybertruck. Wait, wait. Let me just pick, pick my jaw off the floor. Now, we've all seen the videos, right? We've yeah, all yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. videos. And I just, you know, the, I'm sorry. That's just thrown me because what? So first, tell us, explain. So you put it down. And what happened when they sent it back to you saying, thanks for no thanks? They're not going to make them in right hand drive. Oh, well. Well, not in the foreseeable future. So I'm not obviously interested in buying a truck, certainly not an electric one, but I've I've watched the videos. I saw the Haggerty review. Did what about one that's 2.4 metres wide and 5.6 metres long? What about if it was that big? But that, Would that make it okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, and that, then then there's, cause I don't think it's ever going to come, like, actively be sold in the UK, and you've just confirmed it. It's never no, it won't, right. won't be out in the UK either, no. But you know the, you know the video Elon Musk put out? With it doing a drag race with a 911. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yes, yes, yes. And where it's towing a 911. Yeah, yeah. And it beats yeah. the 911. Mm. And you're there going, someone who goes, do you really fancy a 911? Wait, there's a pickup truck I could buy instead, and it's electric. <laughs> who's going to do that? <laughs> I just, it's just, yeah, it's a marketing gimmick, right? No one's, it should be compared against other trucks. But the thing that I find, I find most, because it's, it's steering by wire. Yeah. So, you know, when there's no ignition, 
you turn the steering and nothing happens. Correct. And also, it's the, the steering is controlled by motors. So it's, just stop for a sec. Stop, 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 stop. Let's just yeah. use that. Hold on a back pedal a second. Hold on a back pedal a second. It doesn't have an ignition. The ignition would imply there's a spark plug. It would imply there's a spark plug. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. When it's when it's primed. <laughs> Ready to go on. when it's just turned on yeah when it's turned yeah. on yeah when when you press the power button um and it and it's the steering is it's going to be something to adjust to because it it only turns you call, you don't need to cross your hands to turn it it adjusts based on what you're doing and the speed you're doing um and having recently watched like last night i watched a movie on netflix called something like leave the world behind with um julia roberts she was sure. in that sure. i didn't watch it with her she was in the movie Got and uh Got the it. um and it's about someone you know hacking into all of the infrastructure in the us and what they do is they take everything down all networks power everything down and what they do is they clog up the roads by activating every tesla in dealerships and drive over the mountains, put them on the street, Yeah, and they all crash into each other on the main highways to block off all the roads. And you know, when you go, when you go, why are we handing over all of this control? I guess it's for for um, self driving and things like that. But if if there's if you're able to drive a car with a steering wheel, why disconnect the wheels and make it motorized when if there's a failure somewhere? The failure means that you've lost control of the car. If there's a failure in, in, in my 911, for example, it's not accelerate by wire, it's not brake by wire, it's not steering by wire. I can at least bring it to a standstill. Maybe. And control standstill. But it's, I don't know, this drive to make everything connected. It just, I don't care oh, about any of that shit. We're all going to be driving cars like that. It's they're pioneering that, and you know, as soon as other other because Tesla does that thing, or oh, Elon Musk does, where he throws stuff out there that other people are considering doing, and he just throws it out there and see what happens. And the other manufacturers look at it and go, "Oh, well, it is possible. People will accept it. Let's us do it as well." And to me, it's yeah. I'm, look, Todd, I know you're listening. Now that you've gotten up off the ground, right? <laughs> He's going to flip a microchip over this. Yeah, he's going to, yeah, we talk too much about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, I can't wait to hear your response. The, uh, but yeah, I won't be getting a Cybertruck. Are you disappointed? Yeah, of course I am. Look how stupid the thing is. What's more entertaining than a how stupid much, car? How much is it? Oh, look, I think it would have ended up being the, the, the one with all the Monty, right? You want the one that goes, you know, the two, yeah. zero to 102.7 type thing, right? I think that one's worked out to about 85,000 US, 90,000 US, something like that. So um, 150 I odds. It didn't, it, didn't it double in price from when it was first? Uh, 20% years? more. It's got 20, it was 20% dear and has 20% less range than originally. Ah, uh, okay. Like it reminds me of the Jaguar XJ220 being launched. Yeah, it does a lot. In fact, it actually looks similar. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, they, they did the whole, on the Haggerty thing, how the similarities with the DeLorean. Okay. Obviously, it's, you know, brush steel. Sure. It, was, it wasn't quite what they said it would be. It was double the price when it actually came compared to launch. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't know. It's obviously it's like a brutalist design, but it's it's still a pickup truck. It's got lots of innovation in it, and you know the, the way the structure is made, that the outer skin is the structure, the strength. Yeah, look, over, but, you know, I don't. I, again, don't care. Don't care about any of that. Yeah, I just want a big truck that looks stupid and goes like stink and has got a long range. You know, it's because when I saw that nine uh, eleven Targa in the US, yes, and it and and it was you know there was an SUV, uh, SUV behind it, like an American SUV, so they were huge. Yeah, so the Targa looked like a matchbox car. Yeah, and then it reminded me of um, you know what happened to Lara. Yeah, yeah getting driven into from behind because she couldn't see it. It wasn't that yeah she got driven into it. A truck attempted to drive over her in her nine eleven T because it didn't. No, that it couldn't mm. see because the height of the hood yeah the, the, mm. it was so big that didn't realize that there was a car in front of them at the lights and i think for me it's it, you know over here you can't do that right because the roads can only handle so much whereas in australia the us you know probably new zealand where roads everything's bigger the space the, everything's so much more spacious you can do that well that biggest selling motor, our biggest selling motor vehicle here in australia is a Hilux. The indestructible truck. Yeah, that or it, it switches between that and the Ford Ranger. They switch on any given month, it's one or the other, right? So between the I mean, two of stories, them are the rest of the other yeah. eight combined, you know what I mean, in the top ten. Yeah, because the news stories tell me that the Hilux is the best truck for launching rockets out the back. Um, but now no, that's 79 I, series Land Cruisers, that's what that is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and those. But for me, it's I like to drive small cars, I get I, it, I find they're fun. I own um, them, and so I, I, you know, I even considered getting a mini. I tell you what, um, I saw the other day that gave brought a little bit of a smirk to my face driving down the street was a smart roadster. Oh, see one of those in such a long time. They're yeah, same. Three-speed automatic, aren't they? No, no, they're all. They're, you've got to change gears. There's just no clutch. Clinchel, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, they're. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they didn't have a clutch. They're not like manual, manual. Um, but I, I thought they looked great. Where are they gone? Where where they all end up? I think because I know somebody who had a smart car and something went wrong where I think it needed a new manifold or something and. It was so prohibitively expensive to fix. He just binned sure. it. Yeah, okay. So that could have happened. That's probably what's happened yeah, to okay. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because what they're, I think you, did you have to go to Mercedes dealerships to get them? I would have thought so. I wonder if it's any for sale right now. Smart Roadsters. What do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, if I had a Mini, I could get my family in a Mini. And just it's not why you buy, buy a mini though. Yeah, but it's it's such great fun, and I'd go for the you know the Cooper, you yeah. know the one that was manufactured until sort of nineteen ninety something. Yeah, and they are, if you get a Japanese import, they're rust free, and in Japan, they came with air conditioning. Well, that's like the cat. <laughs> There's a smart roadster here, a 2003 for $21,000 Australian with scissor doors. 
In lemon yellow. Are you, are you putting a bid in? <laughs> it's not a bid, it's just an asking price. There's, oh, there's one here for 11,850 with 91,000 Ks. What's that, 60,000 miles so, or 55,000 miles? All right, so speaking of buying then, this one's for the listeners, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I sell my 912? Because this Simon Jessup tells me I need to do that. Get rid of it. Uh, sell it. Sell it. And sell it high. It buy something else low. And something else low right now is 991 manual. Yeah, but low is it's not it's lowest. How do you know? So if I put my nine one manual, and then if I buy a nine nine one manual for my nine twelve, what's the point of my nine nine six then? You don't I, drive. I, I, listen, I, listen, you're not driving your nine twelve. Well, this is the thing. See, if I had a nine nine one, yeah, then I, get rid of both of them and just have the nine nine one. I don't know. I think I love my nine nine six too much. I well, then I don't I'll know tell, why. No, I'll tell you what happened with nine nine six. Your nine nine six will take the place of what your nine twelve currently is, a novelty car that gets brought out twice a year, right? No, I couldn't do that to my nine nine six. That's my. Every, that's got to be my everyday car, come rain or shine. No more rain. Be, let's face it, not shine. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't put that car away. And if I did, then it'll get cleaned polished put away and then i'll probably just leave it in the garage and i think that would have a more devastating impact on my 996 being sat there than it does on my 912 yep fair cop i think fair cop. i think something would go wrong um and what's, so what's the cheapest more... 964 right now in the uk on uh, right now okay let's have a look i can tell you it is i don't, know I don't want right. you to buy a g-body car you're buying a bigger problem than your 912 if you buy a G-body car. Are you sure? Take it to the bank. In fact, you won't have to. You'll be talking to your wife about going to the bank the whole time. Hang on, hang on. Let, let me just have a look. Uh, model variant. I think the... Um, yeah, I think... It, 964. I know you're busting on a 964, right? Because you like the big saggy bum dragging on the ground. Well, I I, th I thought about getting one for so long, and then I left it too long, and now they're they're just expensive. I mean, on off trader, a Carrera two. And you saw it by lowest the seventy. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, and that's for uh, one hundred twenty-two thousand miles. It's a Carrera two Targa. Ooh. What about a yeah. um what about a nine nine three? Are they cheaper in the UK than nine six fours? I think they are, aren't they? Uh yeah, that you could get one from, you could get one for about fifty, under under fifty. So that sounds like a good value proposition to me. Hang on, let me let me try Ferrero four. No, I think there's a there's I've seen a few of these. Oh right, okay. So Carrera four. Uh oh, it's convertible. 47,500. That's for a cab. It's a 964 cab C4, is it? Yeah, I don't want a cab. Yeah. C4 and a cab. Yeah, none of that. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, I it's, reckon it's expensive. How much? How really silly? How, what's your 912 worth? What would you sell uh, for? On a, on a really good day when the sun's shining in the right direction and the planets are aligned. 
you know, between 35 and 40. 35 to actually sell it then, right? Yeah. Let's let's not split hairs here. Let's talk, let's be really serious. It's got to be closer to it's got to be closer to 40, actually. Okay, let's run let's 40. 40. Yeah. How much more are you willing to tip in to get into an I64? Uh how much could you well, scrape together to start a fight? I at the, at the moment I couldn't. I'd have to get a loan. How much would you be willing to loan? How bad you want your nine six four? Maybe ten. Okay, so we're okay. We're looking at fifty is our number now, right? Yeah. I so, reckon. Yeah. I reckon if you can get a cab C four. Yeah. For what? What was the asking price? Forty seven before. Forty seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So really, forty two and a half will get that deal done, right? Yeah. If you walked up with a big wad of cash, looking like a gangster in that hat, right? Yeah. You, you would, you'd get that deal done for 42 and a half. So, therefore, there's going to be coops. I reckon you'll be able to find for 50. That's my call. I'm making a yeah, lot of sense here, aren't I? I don't know. I know, but it's just, yeah. Just look for anyone trying to sell I, I, a yeah. coop for 60 and have a look how long it's been on the market for. Yeah, there is that. So, I, I mean, I, I should look into selling the um 912 I, I need to get it fettled so that'll be easy when it's in the garage how much do you look is is the cost that you're going to spend in doing that going to get returned on the sale um i think so okay because um it's it's just a bit unreliable at the moment only because how, how would needs, you know um well because it broke down the last time i went out <laughs> but it's there's there's only two things that it needs sorting it's a fuel it needs a fuel pump probably a fuel regulator and i need to fit that distributor that i bought it's a long time ago <laughs> i need to fit that other than that it's get on the phone to jack be... tell him what you want to do he might actually know someone that's got a 964 that they want to get out of like you want to get out of your 912 you got to yeah, talk to the true. mechanics. Talk to him. Talk to Simon. Simon will know every 964 within 50 square yeah, kilometres of where you live. You, talk, you know, go to the Porsche Centre and talk to the mechanics yeah. there. Buy something yeah, off market. The off market is the way to go. On market, it's just ridiculous. The prices are just crazy high. Um, but auctions, auctions on for a bog standard 964 are not setting the world on fire. Well, that's that's so a reflection that, of the value. If you're going to collecting cars right exactly. now, look at a sales history of nine six fours. I'm sure that'll give you a much better indication of current market value. Yeah, but collecting cars is uh, inflated money laundering. No, not money laundering. Um, uh, I think that they're they're more expensive there. Look, all I'm saying is it'll give you some indication. I reckon fifty, you'll yeah. get a nine six four. Ashmal. By next week, next podcast, we're going to talk about you going to test drive off market a 964 coupe, preferably right, C2. I'll check it out. Check it out. Right. Yes, preferably C2. I, I mean, I, I, I saw it in a local village. Uh, well, I saw it in a local village that was beige. Yeah, okay. and I thought, what the hell? Someone chose that. So I expect that. Um, but I would like. No, that's called crema. Sounds, right. sounds more exotic. Oh yeah, it sounds more exotic. It doesn't look exotic, but it's um, what color would I like? Not red. Um, You'd take a red though, wouldn't you? I, I of course I would. Uh, yep. Black, 
I'll be I okay quite, with me. I quite like that blue. that condor yellow or that like that sun faded looking yellow that nine six fours came in. Oh, that, that me, like, it's almost no. like a lemon. You know what I mean? Not a speed yellow. Yeah. It's a lemon color. I quite I, like. I feel that. like it's gone. It's gone lemon. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I like. About. It's, it's as bad as it's going to get. <laughs> I know. But we got. If we're talking yellow, you know, we have got to give a shout out. Nine eleven cab dreams. 911 Cab Dreams. Hey, that's about the car stereo is putting in that thing. We'll be able to hear it from your, your place and my place. I know. And I've been thinking about, uh, maybe I should reach out to him, actually. I need to, I want to upgrade the car stereo in my 996. Now, only because I never, I I, I don't know what I've done with the, it's an uh, Alpine from the 90s. And you can't find the screen there. bit that pops back in, can you? I, I lost it. I don't know what I've done with the front, yeah. And because, and it, and I took it off because it used to be parked on the street. And I don't know what I've done with it. I must have taken it off maybe two and a half years ago. And it, I only took it off because, uh, yeah, and I took it off and, and I've never looked for it since then. And I only tried to look for it the other day thinking, if I want to take that out, I might just donate it to somebody. Uh, because it's not original to the car, yeah, but yeah. then what would I put in its place? And 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 the PCCM thing is just so eye-wateringly expensive. It's well, not you put an Alpine or something in there. I bet you someone makes a nice shroud. It'll look factory. Put a reversing yeah. camera in it. Had Bluetooth wireless thinking, CarPlay. I was thinking, yeah, that's that's what I need because this one doesn't. Oh, it cost you six hundred dollars. Yeah, because there's one that I was thinking the Blarpunked one. I don't know. I don't know anything about. It. I'm making speculation about all those. Things, you know. Yeah, because because that one looks kind of factory. So you should talk to James, auto amateur. He might have some insight here. He's right up his alley. This sort of stuff, isn't it? He'd, he'd probably want to like charge for it, putting something with like carbon fiber or something on it. <laughs> anyway, let's call it quits. Been great to see you again, my friend. Yes. Listeners out there, thank you very much for tuning in today's show. We. Reach out to Ajmal if you want any of the shit he's trying to give away because it's cluttering up his room. The um, yeah. <laughs> what do we have? We had a Caden pen. We had some decals. Um, uh, remind me, Ajmal. Oh, that's right. The box to store for the computer thing off a nine eight six. Works on nine eight six as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, nice. The um, and uh, follow Ajmal. He is at Flat Cat Driver on social media. I'm at Mark and Cars. That's Mark with a C. And send us any messages you think would help us create a show you'd like to listen to more. Hope you're listening to this show from behind the wheel. Thanks very much for your time, everyone. Great to catch up again, Ajmal. I'll see you next time. Thank you very much. And, yes, we want to be number one in India. Number one in India. Come on.